Hi everyone, this is Danny, and today we're going to be looking at the sixth chapter of the novel The White Tiger. Uh, this chapter is called The Sixth Morning. While you're listening, please make sure that you're writing down notes as we go, so that way you're going to have an ongoing resource for your SAC that's coming up and also the exam at the end of the year. Just a word of warning, this chapter is a, a really big one. A lot of events happen in this, so you're going to have to make sure that you're paying careful attention while you're listening to this lecture. Balaram says halfway through the page on 167, right at the start of the chapter, the rest of today's narrative will deal mainly with the sorrowful tale of how I was corrupted from a sweet, innocent village fool into a city-fied fellow full of debauchery, depravity and wickedness. All these changes happened in me because they happened first in Mr. Ashok. He returned from America an innocent man, but life in Delhi corrupted him. And once the master of the Honda city becomes corrupted, how can the driver stay innocent? It's up to you how you read that. Like, you can read it as Balram being sarcastic, like Balram saying, yeah, I was corrupted by my master and I was corrupted by the city, when where he really means I was always like this. Or you can read it and actually think that Balram's telling the truth, that he was corrupted by outside factors, that he was a good and decent child and he became bad because of the things that life threw at him. But no matter what you think, I think the really important thing to take from that is the role of society and how a person develops. And he's saying, well, the world actually influences us, the way that the world is structured, having you know rich people on the top and poor people on the bottom. That has an undeniable impact on our psychological development. So I would just make sure to make that point. I think something that's really interesting about this chapter is you can start to see almost a, um, a psychological breakdown in Balram. He starts to fall apart emotionally somewhat as the novel, as the chapter goes on. Um, so on page 168, Balram is out driving Mr. Ashok and he drops Mr. Ashok off. And he actually makes a comment while he's driving around, sort of halfway through page 168, he says... I noticed there was something different about the way that Delhi looked that night and it kind of points out to me anyway when I read it that something strange is going on, something's different, like uh, Balram is different tonight, something's about to change in him and I think it also points out the fact that the setting, like the city that Balram is in, the country that he's living in, they have an undeniable influence on him. And this change in Balram is also noticed by other people. On page 172, another driver comments to Balram, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but some of the drivers are talking about it openly. You sit by yourself in the master's car the whole time you talk to yourself. You know what you need, a woman. Have you seen the slum behind the malls? They're not bad looking, nice and plump. Some of us go there once a week. You can come too. And right before saying that, on page 172, the other driver says, there's something I've got to ask you, country mouse. Are you all right? So even other people are starting to notice that Balram is behaving differently, acting differently. And I think part of that is because Ashok has betrayed him by asking or by trying to force Balram into taking responsibility for the hit and run. It's sort of like an ultimate betrayal on um, the master's end, on Ashok's end anyway, 
it's made their relationship more perverted and it's established that because of the dynamic between them, the Ashok is the more powerful one. He has the ability to do to Balram whatever he wants. And I don't think that Balram can cope with this. As this chapter develops, we start to see Balram become more and more rebellious towards Ashok and it builds. He, he doesn't you know, just automatically slit his throat. His disobedience starts to grow more and more as the novel progresses. On page 177, Balram describes, On the way back, the two of them, so Ashok and a woman, a prostitute, the two of them were talking at the top of their voices, and then the petting and the kissing started. My God, and he a man who is still lawfully married to another woman. I think that Balram just feels betrayed by Ashok. You've got to remember that they have a really weird kind of relationship. Like, it's almost a romantic relationship in some ways. Um, and I think that Balram is just disgusted that Ashok is lowering himself in Balram's eyes. Like, he's not... He's not a good person. He's not someone that should really be admired. And I think that Balram feels that betrayal really readily. And then you can see immediately after Balram describes, after he drops them off, when I got to the room, I searched under the bed. There was still there the Maharaja tunic that he'd given me, the turban and the dark glasses too. So he Balram disguises himself. I drove the car out of the apartment block, dressed like a Maharaja with the dark glasses on. No idea where I was going, I just drove around the malls. Each time I saw a pretty girl, I hooted the horn at her and her friends. I played his music. I ran his AC at full blast. Remember, he's been banned to drive the car alone and he's been banned to do these things up until this point. I drove back to the building, took the car down into the garage, folded the dark glasses into my pocket and took off the tunic. I spat over the seats of the Honda City and wiped them clean. So as we can see, Balram's rebellion is starting to grow and it's going to culminate or reach its peak when he actually murders Ashok, which is coming up very shortly. Then shortly after this happens, another interesting moment occurs on page 179 where um, Mr. Ashok is going to deliver bribe money and he says to Balram, I have to see the cabinet minister. I hate doing that. They're all so slimy, the business I'm in. It's a bad one. I wish I was doing something else, something clean, like outsourcing. Every day I wish it. And that kind of shows also that maybe Ashok isn't completely bad. Like, he does experience moments of regret as well. Um, it's just an interesting point to keep in mind when you're thinking about Ashok's character and what he's meant to represent and how he develops throughout the novel. And as the chapter develops more, Mr. Ashok is spoken to by a friend who recommends that in order to get over the heartbreak of Pinky Madam, that he should hire a prostitute. Um, and he describes this prostitute who looks like her, well, it was meant to look like a really famous American actress of the 80s, Kim Basinger, like tall, blonde, beautiful, kind of all-American looking woman. And Balram starts to become really fixated with this idea of the prostitute. And I think that the reason he does is because he really lusts after that idea of powerful, beautiful things. And I think that the prostitute sort of represents to him all the wonderful things that Ashok has at his, at his disposal as a rich and powerful man in this society. And it kind of um, highlights or contrasts all the things that someone like Balram has no access to as someone or a member of the poorer caste in India. And as Balram's driving around one night in Delhi on page 188, 
he says. Now I've driven around Bangalore, that's where he's writing the letters from. I've driven around Bangalore at night too, but I never get that feeling here that I did in Delhi. The feeling that something is burning inside of me as I drive. The city will know about it. She will burn with the same thing. So you remember a few lectures ago that I said that setting's really important in this novel. Like the setting can represent how the characters are feeling and it also represents a particular stage in Balram's development. And I think that the point of that quote is to show that this rage and frustration that's inside Balram is growing and it's developing. Like we saw before that Balram took his master's car out for a joyride and that sort of reaction or that kind of action is starting to build more and more as the chapter sort of wears on a little bit. Um, Balaram goes on to sort of drive around and he imagines having this kind of conversation with Delhi. He says, speak to me of civil war, I told Delhi. I will, she said. Speak to me of blood on the streets, I told Delhi. I will. And this is all happening as he's driving around the city of Delhi and he's watching things outside the window. And is there a blood on these streets, I asked the city. Do you promise that he'll be the first to go, that man with fat folds under his necks? neck and that that anger that rage is growing in Balram and it's almost like he imagines the city is supporting him the city recognizes that it's incredibly unfair the way that this society has been set up and I, it's almost like Balram is looking for confirmation for what he's about to do even though he hasn't decided to do it yet is right so that's going to be it for this chapter today. That's the end of it. Um, if you have any questions or concerns at all or you need to touch base, feel free to email me or Facebook me or get into contact with me in class. I'll be more than happy to help.